disorder. Yeah. So what you got for us this week? I'm intrigued. So I was a little bit lost. I was a little bit lost as to what to do the theme for. And I was thinking about, well, I was trying to think about current events and I was thinking something summery or something about July or is there any holiday seasons coming up? I couldn't think of anything. So I thought more inwardly at what's going on in our lives. So I've just finished a really, really good conversation with my therapist. And so I thought I would have a little look on Reddit for awful therapist stories. (laughs) Brilliant. So I found a few and then it takes a little bit of a turn, but you'll see. Okay. Oh, pardon me. So, I will just dive right in. Go. So, first, I looked for stories from people where they've had bad therapist experiences. Okay. So, this one. You know what? It was only an hour ago and I've forgotten why even. <laughs> right. So, in college, my friend and I saw the same therapist. She had a 4pm slot and I had a 5pm slot. The therapist would smoke weed with my friend before our (laughs) session. For God's sake. Where are you going for your therapist if they're smoking weed? (laughs) Therapist would then tell me everything about my friend's session. No. I'd love that. If my friend went in before me in a therapy session and I got to hear all about it. Oh. Confidentiality? Confidentiality. Yeah, I think it's a big thing in in therapy. Yeah, I'd say it's it's up there, isn't it? Yeah, it's up there, (laughs) up there, you know. (laughs) She would talk to me about her recent... Oh, she would talk to me about my friend's recent drug and bong purchases. I was in therapy to figure out my sexual identity stuff. The therapist would ask me questions such as, how did two women have sex without a penis? (laughs) Hey, therapist isn't experienced. There's a lovely little thing called a strap on, honey. (laughs) I stopped seeing the therapist. She called and left me a message telling me how much she missed me and she was hurt because I didn't want to be her friend. What? Man, honestly. I mean, as far as bad therapy expressions, experiences go... That's got to be up there. That's literally the worst therapist on the planet. They need a therapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, I'm guessing, have been in and out of therapy most of your life, have you not? Because I have. Not most of my life. Probably about the have last five years, I suppose. Okay. Have you had any... Because you can tell me if I can't keep this in, but you have hypnotherapy rather than psychiatry yeah which i find fascinating you know what i was so dubious before i went there because it's like yeah hypnotism um but (laughs) seriously this woman she just like lays you down on the sofa she gives you this lovely blanket it's the most comfortable blanket ever (sighs) and she's just her voice changes it goes super mellow super soothing and she's just Mm. saying things like as you lay down, you feel your head getting a bit heavier as it sinks into the pillow, oh, and yeah. you feel yourself drifting off. 
Oh, I can. And the only downside to it was that I had to drive home afterwards. And it was <laughs> literally the most chilled out I've ever been in my life. <laughs> if I could afford it, I'd have paid for that every single day. I've got um, so... MP3s of her doing the, the hypnotherapy Whoa, talk. Whoa, do you? Yeah. Ooh, that's cool. Do you want one? Yes. All right, I'll bang it in your direction later. And then, so what, does it have, like, you saying stuff that you can't remember that you've said, or are you fully compass the entire time? It's weird, because I didn't speak, she didn't ask me questions or anything, she just spoke to get you to that really, really chilled out level, because it was basically just trying to cure the anxiety. Um, right. So I, I don't think she ever asked questions or anything, she just used to talk. Um, but it's weird, because I knew everything that was going on, like around me and mm. I don't think I was fully asleep but mm-hmm. it was like the closest thing I could explain to being semi-asleep if that makes sense almost like a meditation yeah but a really deep meditation really I mean, I've done a fair bit of that as well and I like meditation wow um, so but yeah, it's just it's a bizarre experience but if ever you're struggling to go to sleep because that's I mean I don't really struggle to go to sleep to be perfectly honest but if I do I put one of these mp3s on and wow. it's amazing it sends me straight off yeah, I can imagine because I use sometimes I use like a meditation app to go to sleep. Yeah, you said about that, yeah. And it works. Oh, it works. What's that one called? I love it. Oh, it's called Insight Timer. That's the one. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. And it works. It's great. I love it. And I always have a really good sleep. Uh-huh. There's a lot to be said for that, isn't there? There is. There really is. Mm. Yeah. I don't know anything about the science behind it, but it it feels nice it works and it sends me to sleep yeah i think mm. we should see if anyone out there if they've got any experiences of being hypnotized like especially oh, like yes. stage hypnotists yes come on people write in because no one's writing in anymore man no you need to up your game write in about your um strange hypno experiences mm. wow well that was that one the pot smoking therapist that's brilliant now, as you do when you're on Reddit, you get into a little bit of a Reddit hole and it starts to, as you keep clicking and you keep going and you keep searching, it sort of twists things. So this next two, I think, are actually therapists talking about really weird clients. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's this one made me feel a bit sick. <laughs> oh, well, that was a car going by. Yeah, you'll, I don't know if you'll like this one. It made me feel a bit... Oh. Okay. Oh, it's just been a car go by and now the dog's going to go... Back. Ah. Yeah, it's just not just all right. One client of mine bites and eats his fingernails. Okay. Gross, but not unheard of. Then I learn that he stores his fingernails in a box in his room to save them... For a little snack later. Oh God, now that's a little grosser. He's about nine, so I'm hoping he'll grow out of it. I'm seriously worried about this kid's future. What finally made me want to vomit was learning that when anyone, anyone in his family clips their nails, fingers or toes, they give him the clippings 
to add to his box. So that's great to hear that his family are empowering this weirdness that he's got. <laughs> I mean, there's being a support of family and then there's being a support of family, am I right? <sighs> parents thinking? So when he's eating the nails from his box, they could belong to his mother, his father or his siblings. So did you say it's just fingernails or is it toenails? No, well? fingers or toes. Oh, fuck's sake. You brought my, brought my rank that in it. It's absolutely <laughs> awful. She ends it well. Well, he, she. Yes, I've addressed the parents about enabling this behaviour, but unfortunately, it is still happening. Oh, Jesus. Now, the only thing that I can think is that that kid must kick off if there's no Fucking nail or toe clippings. And they're doing it just for a quiet life. Yes. <laughs> It won't be that when he turns into a fucking serial killer. Fucking, <laughs> fucking chops them all up with an axe one day. Garland of people's teeth and ears hanging around his <laughs> fucking neck. <laughs> How bad is that? That's, <laughs> that's quite possibly one of the worst things I've ever heard. It's the biting of the fingernails and eating them. I think that's oh. quite normal. Um, eating yeah. your own toenails is kind no. of next level. Sticking your own shit in a fucking box is another <laughs> level. But then when your family are actually donating their fucking toenails for you to put in your little snack box. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. I was once dating a guy and uh, oh, we hadn't been seen. <laughs> this isn't that bad. It's just, I was like, what are you doing? I hadn't been seen him very long. I must say we'd probably been on about four dates, right? Right. Fifth date, we went to town to see a comedian. Okay. And we got a hotel to stay over. Yeah. Lovely posh hotel. I was dressed up to the nines, everything. I pour a Prosecco when, we're, when we get to the hotel and I put my makeup on and everything. And he says, oh, I'll just be five minutes. Sits down, gets his nail clippers, big ass toe nail clippers out. Pulls his foot up and starts clipping his nails on the bed. Fifty. Could he not have done that before you met? <laughs> you think? Surely must have showered and shit before we come and pick you up. Yeah, surely. So, you know, you take care of the bits that might get seen. You know, if you're staying in a hotel, you think it was the fact that it was pre-planned. Like, oh, I'll just do them when I get there. He wears me toenail clippers. Lazy cunt. <laughs> to have my back to him because I was like I was sitting there drinking my Prosecco with my back to him like when is he going to finish do this boys man Keith I'm telling you boys, boys are disgusting. fucking disgusting stay away from <laughs> stay away from them tell us about it <laughs> so yeah that reminded me of that hey I will just point out that after that story, you just said that's one of the worst things you've ever heard. Yeah. Wait until you hear the next one. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to pour a wine. <laughs> this one, I didn't even know if I was going to be able to read it out. Really? Yeah. <sighs> to be honest, there was one that I genuinely couldn't read out. It was about... <clears throat> I actually don't... It was basically someone that saved up their spit to drink. Anyway, 
Leave that one there. Not reading that out. It makes us ill. What, right. their own? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Right. <laughs> I'm a therapist and have a few of these stories, but this story was actually told to me by a therapist friend of mine. It's always a friend of a friend Jesus. of a friend. Right. He said that he was working in a mental hospital a few years ago and he and other staff heard a loud scream from down the hall. They ran to go check it out and got to a patient's room to see blood all over his face and hands and realised that he had torn his own eyeball out. What the fuck? They tried to defuse the situation and started looking for the eyeball. They couldn't find it. Oh yes, he had eaten... His own eyeball. <laughs> yeah, that's way worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking, oh, that dude needs more meds. How could you pull yeah. your own eyeball out? It was bad enough Imagine. the pain that that must cause. But then to well, fucking they've... eat it. Yeah, they've put a little side note in and said, because people were obviously going, what the fuck, why? And they've said, I don't know the reason the patient gave for eating and or removing his eye, but I will say that it takes a pretty severe level of psychosis for a person to be able to do this. Honestly, he was probably more concerned about the reason he needed to take his eye out rather than the pain. So it's like, because in psychosis, you understand that you're either infected or there's, you know, you can convince that there's a part of you that needs removed or oh, right, right. something is telling evil you. Or something that needs yeah, to come out. yeah. Yes, it needs, you need to get rid of bits. Jesus. Do you know what, yes. what's worrying me? It's actually my own thought process at the moment because I'm thinking Bush Tucker trial. Has he swallowed it whole <laughs> or has he crunched it? Oh, you know. <laughs> you just used the word crunch. Never ever say that word to me ever again. Oh, did he crunch it? Oh, it must have gone down hole. It must have. You cannot be chewing on your own eyeball. Oh, God. I literally. <laughs> fucking hell. And I've got to say, I'm a poor fucking person. What must they be going through to do that? Oh, God, I mean, yeah. Psychosis is just, I mean, wow. yeah, awful. Yeah. God, I can only imagine. <laughs> I promise, I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Hand on her. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> so then I kept searching for therapists. This is where it takes a turn. <laughs> Suddenly popped up, worst massage therapy. <laughs> so the rest is bad massage therapy experiences. My mind's from racing both, already. <laughs> from both the customer and the service provider. There's a few mixed in here. Oh, right, okay. This one's pretty, um, pretty PC. Okay. It's not that bad. Right, so this is from the employee right. talking about the customer. He weighed no less than 350 pounds. Nicest guy in the world, but was also the hairiest. Uh, yummy. <laughs> yummy. 
He warned me before the massage of his excessively hairy back. His back hair was about two inches long. Fuck. Two inches long. That's like you've, your forefinger. It's like a fucking dog. <laughs> it was thick enough for me to run my fingers through it. <laughs> I had to use about half a bottle of lotion to saturate the mass. <laughs> I made patterns and designs in it. When I was done, I told him it looks like he's got crop circles. <laughs> It's this side of being a massage therapist that you don't think about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, two inches thick. That is literally, that's not massaging your dog. <laughs> or teddy bear. Which I do. I massage my dogs. I do. Do you? Give them lovely leg massages that just <laughs> lie there. They love it. I'm not even joking. I really do. No, I, I, I fully believe you. <laughs> right. Next one. Now, this one, when I read it, right, it made us laugh out loud, but it's just, it's very subtle. And it's just one of these things that's just, I just found funny. Okay. Right. I entered the room to start the massage on an older woman. She was on the table just fine. I pulled the sheet back and she had on a spa robe. I have no clue where she got it or why she thought she needed it. Nothing was ever mentioned about a robe. How do you handle a situation like that without making the other person feel like a dumbass? <laughs> then I asked, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's cute, right? It's cute and funny. Then I asked her to roll over when I was done with her back. I made a tent in the sheet for her to roll over. And when she was done rolling, I pulled the sheet back and she was still, <laughs> she, I was still looking at her back. She'd rolled all the way over. Three sixty. I just thought, yeah. <laughs> so imagine this old lady, right? This is where my mind went. Imagine the massage therapist to the old lady, to her point of view, the massage therapist halfway through has just went roll over oh, and lifted it up, and she's just done a full sixty roll. <laughs> Oh no, I just found that really cute. <laughs> <sighs> Next one. Oh, this was, I sent you a text saying, get ready for the toxic masculinity thing. Yes. So this was a question that's been put for therapists in the twed, in the twed, <laughs> I'm so tired, in the thread that I'm reading. It goes, I am a male and tend not to be able to relax when getting a massage off another male. Is it acceptable to request a female masseuse when getting one? Mm. So, <laughs> this riled me up a little bit, right? Because I'm like, how toxic masculine do you have to be? How uncomfortable in your own sexuality and other men's sexuality do you have to be to not be able to relax? Women, like 90% of the masseuses out there are women. Women go and get massaged by women. We just suck it up. We yeah. just do it. It isn't an issue. Why should it be an issue for men? And why should men, just because they have this thing, why should they be like allowed to be uncomfortable? Or, or more the other side, why should females, women, 
not be allowed to be uncomfortable. You know, women just have to put up and shut up with so much. Apart from the fact that it really doesn't bother women because we just... That shit doesn't bother us because we're fucking intelligent and adults. Yeah, I've got two like, thoughts on this. Okay. The first one, the bloke feels more comfortable with a woman, so has he got some sort of sexual attachment to a massage? Well, even just the fact that he's asking Reddit whether it's able, because at the end he says, I don't want to come off as a creep or anything. And it's like, look, if, you, if you're if even thinking about it like that, then there's all, already something yeah, in I your think, brain I about it. You are sailed, a creep. My friend. Yeah. Um, and also, all right, so say he's got a dude who's massaging him and the dude happens to be gay. Um, what's he saying? Because the dude's gay, he's obviously going to fancy him. I Honestly, Keith, I have no idea. No, I don't. Um, be- I've been because massaged the, the, by men the, masseuses, the masseuses' sexuality simply doesn't come into it. No, like when I, when I go for a massage and it's a woman, I don't... The first thing that pops into my mind isn't... Oh, what if she's a lesbian? She might fancy us. Like, the fact that that goes through men's minds, or just like, oh, it's another man. Oh, I'm not going to be able to relax. Fucking get out of yourselves, man. It's actually really disrespectful because they're professional people doing a job. Yes. Um, You know, what's why? I think someone's seen too many sort of films, to be honest. It just says so much about the person. I mean, come on, just get over yourself. I like how he says I don't want to come off as a creep. Ugh. But the thing is, I think a lot of men would say that. A lot of men would be like, oh no, I don't want to massage off a man. It's like, what, in case you get a boner and scare yourself? (laughs) Fucking hell. Honestly, man. I've had two massages in my life. One by a woman, one by a bloke. And I detested both of them equally. I fucking hate being massaged because I've got really ticklish back. Oh no. Do not fucking touch me. (laughs) See, the thing is though, right, men like that, right... The first thing they'll say when you say to them something like both genders in a sports team or whatever, first thing they'll say is, oh, no, can't do that because men are stronger and women are feeble and, oh, you can't yeah. do that, can't do that, it's all men. But when, but then, what, you would think that going by that, that then a male masseuse would be much better at giving you a massage because they've got the more strength and they can really get in there and get your knots out. Well, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Men like that, toxic men like that, Will they'll bend their opinion to suit anything they want to say? Of course, I will. God, I mean, imagine as a woman, right? There's no way I would ever, ever even consider going into a a salon or a spa or whatever you call them and say, "Oh, I'm really not, I'm really not comfortable with a girl. Uh, Could I have a male masseuse, please?" Yeah. Like, how fucking entitled do you have to be? I know. It's pathetic. It is. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say on that individual. It's, it's a shame to be the same fucking species, to be honest. <laughs> mm. I think you probably feel that a lot, do you, Keith? <laughs> what a shame <laughs> to be the same species. Yeah. Yeah, quite often, to be honest. So the next one is dead short, and this is from a customer, and it literally just says, He kissed me on the bum. <laughs> Imagine. I am. <laughs> How does it feel? <laughs> Depends on the situation. Not when I was working <laughs> at Pets at home, that's for sure. Yeah, so that's it. That's really all good. of them. I'm not sure whether I'd prefer 
old Jimmy Toenails, the eyeball oh, bloke, or the old lady. <laughs> it's like, it is really sweet that she's rolled all the way over. It's like, what? They must she, have she must have been it. thinking, like, oh, this must just be part of it. Oh, okay, I'll just, I'll do a roly-poly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And the fact that she came in with a, with a robe on, yeah. that's just someone that doesn't understand where they are. I know. And what's happening to... I bet it was like a fucking 50% off Groupon by a granddaughter that she never sees for a fucking birthday yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> so Kelly, man. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed them. Yeah, they were really, really good. So you've only had, ever had two massages in your life? Yeah. That's too, too many. God, no. Mm. No, I don't enjoy it at all. I love a massage. Do you know, I was seeing a bloke once, right? And uh, we were playing Monopoly, right? Uh-huh. And having a lovely time, had some snacks out, had a glass of wine, playing Monopoly. And we're about halfway through and he just looks at us and says, can I have a massage? And I was like, what? Now? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, fucking hell, all right then. Fucking had to can my Monopoly game for 20 minutes. Give him a fucking massage. I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> Selfish prick. I couldn't believe the audacity of that. Can you? No, you should at least have got one back in return. Nah. Uh, it's a, quite a random thing to say, especially when you're playing Monopoly. In the middle of a Monopoly game, Keith? It's like if you're watching a movie or something, you know, give us a foot rub. Oh, yeah, good, yeah. But, yeah. Ooh, hang on a minute. Sitting at the dining table, playing Monopoly... And then have to go into the other room to rub his fucking back. Hang on a minute. Don't pass go just yet. Pop in the other room. (laughs) Give us a quick massage. And then you can have have the gas works. That that might have been cute. He just stopped blank. Can I have a massage? (laughs) Now? Like right now? Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah, that's that's extremely inappropriate. If you ask me. Selfish men. Jesus. What's the most inappropriate thing you've ever been asked during a board game? I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty niche question, that, it's isn't well it? niche. Because I only ever really play board games with my kids, and they're not really a, Well, they can be really inappropriate. Um, I bet. <laughs> okay, well, I've got another one for you, right? I was watching Harry Potter the other day, and... Do you, are you into Harry Potter at all? Do you know anything about Harry Potter? I, I know probably about 75% about Harry Potter. So right, okay. Bit. So it was when the um, the werewolf teacher was teaching them dark arts. Yes. And it, it's where the thing comes out of the wardrobe and you face your biggest fear. Yeah. And you've got to say, um, ridiculous. Yeah. And turn it into That's something funny. That's the first funny. film, isn't it? No. Is it not? Mm-mm. This was the Prisoner of Azkaban third. So, if you were facing that wardrobe, what would come out at you? What biggest fear? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Driving into a river in a car. Easily biggest fear. Yeah, that's a good fear. Yeah. Very rational. (laughs) Mm, That's the the one for me. Or falling from a great height. Yeah. Oh, did I tell you about my fun fact about... um, Fear of heights. No. It's not... The fear of heights isn't the fear of falling. Right. It's the fear of jumping. Is that right? Yeah, that's what I heard. Actually, yeah, I think you have told me that. That sounds weirdly oh. familiar. 
um, yeah. So what, like, what are you saying, like a, a bungee jump? No, like if you're like standing on a ledge that has like a proper fine fence or whatever, but you can't look over. Right. It's not in case you fall; it's in case you make yourself jump. jump. I don't know. I should say these facts with a little bit more scientific research. No, I just I'm, heard that. I think I'll get that because it's a bit like the don't press the red button. You know, they think I really shouldn't jump. Well, it's the same as have you ever been standing by a train tracks and you've thought, fuck's yeah. sake, no, I'm not going to jump on them. No. <laughs> I have to tell myself, just stay still, please. <laughs> or have you ever been driving and thought, ooh, what would happen if I just fucking crashed into the it verge now? Did a Yui. Yeah, I've no. had that a few times. If, some people say that they have that kind of thing about punching a child. Like if you see a child in the street and you think, what would happen if I just punch them in the face? Really? That's what some people have. Yeah, it's the same as the train track thing. Fucking hell, I've never had that. Well, there's some kids I think, yeah, you could fucking do with it. But um, I've never oh, just yeah, random right. people down the street before. Mm. I, I do, though. I'm a danger to myself waiting for the fucking metro to come. I'm thinking, <laughs> what would happen? Should I just, oh, what if I, what if I, oh, what if I just... How would I get back up? Would I get back up? What would happen? Uh, and then I'm like, to go back up, back away. Yeah. Next time we we'll meet up in London, I'm meeting you on the platform, not outside the station. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we go to King's Cross, we should go and get a photo taken together at the three nine and three quarters. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, we must do that. Next Christmas party. I don't know if we're ever going to have one again with fucking COVID. How are we ever going to get back to normal shit like that? I don't know. I reckon they'll find a way. Mm-hmm. I like Christmas parties. They're a good laugh. Yeah. From what I can remember of them, I'm sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah. What was my other... Um... Oh, well, I did have another question, but it's not funny or anything. What's... If you could name your happiest ever memory... Uh, yeah, ever memory... I'll tell you what it was. It was one specific incident. Every Saturday night, me and my sister used to stay with my nan. And we, she let us watch this film about nuclear holocaust. I was absolutely fucking odd in bits. And uh, to make me better, she let me watch Steptoe and Son. And she literally, she had what we called the cakey cupboard. which was just full of cakes and chocolates and shit. Cakey cupboard, yes. And she literally, she just emptied the contents. She was like, you know, she's from Sunderland. And so she was like, you know, there you go, just... Eat what you want, leave what you don't want. And <laughs> fucking filled her faces and that's literally my best memory. Oh, yes. Especially like childhood memory. Yeah, that was mm. nice. That is such a good, <coughs> wholehearted, yummy memory. That's yeah. lush. What about you? Oh, it's almost a little bit similar, like a childhood memory. We used to have picnics in the living room. Oh, nice. Carpet so, you know, picnic. when you were a kid and you used to eat at the dinner table and then sometimes yeah. my mum would be like, oh, why don't we go and have a, a picky tea on the floor in the living nice. room, stick a telly on, you know. <sighs> Loved that. I also used to love it when the electricity would go out because it used to happen a lot back in the day being so rural. Yeah. And we'd get all the candles on and we'd play a little board game and, oh, yes. Yeah, that's good. I used to like storms as well, thunderstorms. Oh, well, yeah, I think we both still love them, don't we? Yeah. We never get them here. never get any sort of thunderstorm. It's ridiculous. No, no, not so much anymore. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to really quickly eat a twiglet. 
Oh, so you are. Crunch. That's what that ah. dude's eyeball probably sounded like. <laughs> oh, God, <geez. laughs> Right. 